Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones. This is a weekly show exploring the various details of the tabletop RPG hobby through discussions with interesting people. Today, Troy Sandlin and Zach Goins of Geeks Camp Podcast joins me. They're part of the world of game design, and I was going to call them about what sort of assistance they could provide for me for my upcoming Kickstarter, Gary's Appendix. I thought other people might benefit from this conversation, so I recorded our discussion. We talk about the professional services that they offer creators, we talk about the structured meetup for Gen Con and Game Con that they're seeking to do, and we also talk about movies. Check out the show notes for contact details and how to sign up for the Zine Hangout event at Game Con. In the show notes is a link to my Patreon. I'm looking for a total of 11 contributors a month to throw a George Washington my way. That would be enough pay to cover all my monthly expenses for this podcast. So far, John is carrying the load alone, and he's looking a bit tired. We are approaching the rushing sound of Zine Quest 2022, sisters and brothers. It is time to get rambling. Hello, Zach and Troy. Lolly ho. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong podcast. Wrong, wrong podcast. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jeff, how you doing? So how's it feel to be on the other side of the mic? <laughs> Oh, it's strange and refreshing <laughs> right. we we so we just talk and then you you do all the back end work this is how yeah. this works yes huh. wow what a what a concept we should do this more often <laughs> yeah i don't i don't put quite the work in post-production as as, as you fellas do uh, is it does that fall mainly on you troy to do the the post-production yes yeah that's 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 kind of yep <clears throat> it you know I, I like to think I, in my mind I like to think that it's a collaboration and that John and there I are you doing go. It, right? right exactly but 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 then I look back and I'm like I think I just showed up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's I enjoy I enjoy doing it because uh and I think they figured it out by now that I have my own ways of paying them back. <laughs> For, for for making me edit everything yeah um that's why i'm very rarely the butt of the uh, cold open that's right yes <laughs> <laughs> the editor always has the last word that's that's right <laughs> well that's funny well uh, the other day i got this package there's a package we got in the mail and my wife thought maybe it was hers but i looked at this and i was like wogd I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, it must be a zine or something. And I open it up and there was a card. <gasps> yeah. Signed by that. Troy. That's right. When it came with the, uh, with um, the, uh, I can't believe I forgot. Abilities considered a natural. And I thought, yeah. well, that's yeah. cool. I had no idea that you guys were doing the fulfillment and for, for Joel. Yep. Yeah. And and then I think like must have been on that week or a little bit later, I think somebody posted something. I think Zach, you did about hey, you know, we have these services to offer. Who was it that said that? I can't remember. Somebody said that. That was, that was, it was me. you. That was that you. Was right. That was yeah, that's right. And yeah. then I, I reached out to you and it's like, hey. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute, you guys are cool with the podcast. So why waste <laughs> big content, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. 
And so I, I guess yeah. the question is how, like, you know, you, you guys have, I think are branching out with your business. You've done mm -hmm. your own publishing. So you're kind of going down this path and it looks like you're also starting with, with I don't say starting, but Joel's kind of dovetailed. So like, what's the story of the journey yeah. and where are you guys going? Yeah. So, um, it's, I think, I think, gosh, how do I even start this? It's zine, zine and RPG kickstarting has always been a collaborative process for me. Like our first project, I collaborated with Troy and with other game masters and writers and said, I can't do this on my own. I need help. I had a buddy who did video production. I said, I can't do this on my own. Help me make a video for this Kickstarter, right? Like it just is always been a collaborative thing. And it finally got to a point where we still needed people. We'll always need people to collaborate with, but we also had a lot of expertise and skill sets that were like, oh, we can help other people now. And we can, we can find ways of bringing their creative nonsense to life along with ours. Um, and so it's like, well, what can we do? Well, we have, a, you know, we've now done, I don't know. I don't know that I have a perfect count, but like 26 successful Kickstarters. Um, and so it's like, well, we know a lot about Kickstarter. Troy and I are stupid backers that, that, <laughs> I mean, we have a whole show where we talk about how much money we'd spent on the sucker. So like, yeah. we know the process, we know how it works. And at this point we've delivered so much stuff that we know, how to get a book printed, where to get it printed, how to distribute it. You know, we know the pitfalls of stretch goals and printing and accessories and add-ons and all of this stuff we're familiar with. Um, and so I think it was last year around this time, I kind of put out a little feeler thing and said, hey, we kind of want to test the waters with a few clients um, and see what we can do to help you. Let's collaborate and see. Um, and so Joel was one of the people that responded to that and he had, was doing, um, uh, he was doing, uh, uh Desert Moon of Karth at that time. Yep. He said, I've got 700 books that I don't want to ship out <laughs> and I've got a few hundred extra books that I don't have a place to store, but I want to get out there. Um, can you guys help me? Can we work out something? And we could like, it worked out. It was great. We, uh, we kicked out all those books. We sell his books at our con at our common booth. Um, and it worked out really well. We picked up a couple other clients, uh, Andrew Bashinsky, who did the Den of Assassins 5e, like soft cover, bigger book. Um, and that worked out really well. We've, I don't know, we've done a handful. Um, and then last year, and I know, Troy, I should turn this over to you for some of it, but um, last year we kind of got our foot in the door to a bigger opportunity, um, which was, uh, consulting for uh modifius with their skyrim board game um which took us from projects that are you know a few thousand dollars or a few tens of thousands of dollars into the over a million thing and they were gracious enough to notice that we were proficient in the field <laughs> and uh they they needed somebody they needed help even a huge company like them they needed a they needed people to partner with collaborate with and that was a great experience as well. So I don't know. It just kind of all keeps building, keeps slowly building, and it keeps making sense. Yep. So we keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, especially on the frequency uh, and the, the the volume that your people can be dealing with. I'm, so I'm thinking even with um, like 
Ben Lawrence may just like, you know, you get a huge Kickstarter. Now you got, you know, hundreds of these books and then the wife's not too happy because your small house is. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, maybe you're actually adding to, uh, to, to uh, eliminating some marital strife by doing this. So it's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> there we go. That's our next thing. Uh, marriage counseling. Yeah. Natural progression. A couple, yeah. couple therapy through zines. I, this is a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, a thing. so what I was thinking too for myself is, you know, I, I do these occasional projects, but I'm trying to get my frequency up. But, you know, I was thinking too, it's like, I work a full-time job. You know, yep. I've got, you know, I, I have other things going on too, you know, the family and such. It's like, you know, there are, are aspects to, if I want to do something on a regular basis, let's say publish a, a zine that's maybe biannual or maybe, you know, maybe every three months or even quarterly, you know, you know, those types of things and handling, it becomes more of a difficult thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's just, and I think it kind of comes down to, you know, like any business, you know, for you to do something, you've got to make money doing it, but you can do it more efficient, efficiently than I can. And then, mm. and, and uh, but also, um, you know, for you guys, you know, you need to make money doing what you're doing as well and figuring out where that, where that cost is, that bottom line is. And I'm sure for you guys, it's probably the higher the volume, the, 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 the easier it is for you to work with, but I guess, you know, scaling from, you know, is there like a minimum amount that you want to work with as far as size of projects? You want to take that one, Troy? Uh, well, I think <clears throat> the, the, the way I look at it as far as the size of the project, um, you never know with Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You never know what that size is going to be. Um, so part of what we endeavor to do with our clients is to increase that volume regardless. So we, we help, you know, get the, the word out about the Kickstarter. We help if, if they, if they want it, um, we will help, uh, you know, figure out stretch goals and pricing and, and everything from, you know, soup to nuts, as far as the Kickstarter campaign goes to help them reach volumes that they may not have by themselves. So that way, you know, it, if it was going to be a little project, maybe it's going to be a little bit bigger. And when it's a little bit bigger, it works for everybody. It benefits everybody. Um, <clears throat> so is there a minimum? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, that's, that is definitely a that question. Um, <laughs> yeah. The way, the way, I mean, the way I look at it is if, if the person fits with us, if the project is an interesting project, um, let's go for it. Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, I don't know that we, there's not many projects I think that we've turned away. Um, there's ones that we've like steered people towards things to think about and yeah. them thinking about those things led to it not being a connection, right? Um, I don't think that size is necessarily an intimidation factor. And honestly, though, or, or, a, or a detriment, I think sometimes it's the bigger projects that we are more leery of, not because we wouldn't love to take part in it, but because a big project takes a ton of time, right? Mm-hmm. If you, 
if you have uh, this is going to sound cruel but I, I i have these same things if you have delusions of grandeur <laughs> um, yeah, there you go yeah you go. if you if you close your eyes and you imagine your kickstarter is a three book trilogy loaded full of you know you know 900 pages of content and and 300 pieces of original art that sounds awesome i probably don't have time to help you in a lot of that right um that's that's a almost that's somebody's full-time job and it can't be mine um maybe we can help in some ways but but those are the types of projects that we end up kind of discouraging people away from us maybe a little bit on those just because our timelines and our availability doesn't match with theirs smaller projects heck like we're we're helping with like seven projects surrounding zine quest this year in mm -hmm. the next few weeks um because small projects like you said jeff um something that is going to take a creator hours because they're not familiar with we can bang out pretty quick mm -hmm. something where you know you trying to to find a way to promote, to build up your follower count for launch day so that you can hit your minimums. And it takes you hours and hours of like hunting for groups or finding ways of promoting that that may or may not work. Like we certainly aren't perfect experts, but we've learned a lot. Well, and, well I think, well, I think um, they're really even going before going too far. I mean, just, I yeah. think to me, it's a challenge just coming up with the, just, just go to the basics, starting with a page. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's not easy. No, no, no. it's not. It's very time consuming. Yes. Just like Zach said, yeah. So <clears throat> if if it's a world you want to step into and you're kind of scared, you know, because I mean, who wouldn't be? That's that's what we're here for. That's what we do um, to kind of show you the ropes. Maybe, maybe it comes down to it, to, you know, eventually after a project or two, you don't need us anymore. And that's cool. But we helped you get there. So that's, you know, that's that fun. makes us feel good. But yeah, there's there's so much like when when we talk to new clients, uh, we always set up a, an initial like what's called a discovery meeting, right? Where we say, what do you got? Tell us what you got. Let's hear about it. And then we talk to them about what does it take to make a book? What does it take to build a Kickstarter page? What does the back end of all that look like? And honestly, it's very rare for that meeting to not go less than two hours. Or, right. uh, or it, it, it ends up about two hours because there's so much that goes into these projects, as you know, Jeff. Um, and even though we have found ways of making some of those complexities into something simple, that doesn't mean that it still doesn't take a ton of time. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that there's any less things to do. It's, there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah, and I, the thing I was also thinking about too, it's like, you know, so the first part, just like coming up with a page that's logical, that's enticing, you know, the stretch yeah. goals, that's another thing. But then what you also mentioned is like, you know, doing the, the media circuit. Now, some yeah. people have contacted me in the past, um, you know, and when I, I've always been thankful, I mean, it's been great, it's worked out, but I'm not necessarily really good at knowing who to go to, where to go. And I think having you know, for not just for myself, but you know, the people I could see where that's also very beneficial is to have somebody kind of at least, you know, maybe if you've got connections to say, Hey, here's a few podcasts to, you know, that you can go on. Yeah. Podcasts. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's people who have little reviews or, or, or discord servers that are open to you hyping on their page or groups that are that way. You know, there's, 
there's a lot of things that way. There's also some companies, some larger companies that uh, we have found ways of working with them to promote people's projects. And um, yeah, like just finding all those avenues. And that's something that we are always, that's a big area I think for this year for us is looking for more ways to make that side of it even better. Um, because if you can put in, you know, what we're finding is if you can put in some work up front to develop that marketing base, to develop those contacts and reviewers and blogs and things, um, that's a huge help to all your projects from then on out. So. Yeah. So then there's the actual, then there's the Kickstarter itself. And there's also probably mm -hmm. planning activities during that Kickstarter, right? Yeah. I think we've kind of talked in the past as far as, you know, you know, you kind of want certain things going on so people don't lose interest. And I think you've talked before about kind of about the, about the ride. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was just, I was just talking to, it's funny you brought that up. I was just talking to another, a new client today and I, I was, and we're talking about his page. He, he started putting together a page and I'm like, so you want your Kickstarter page to be like a ride. And I, I said like two other sentences and you could just see his eyes light up and he got it. He's like, oh, I understand now what I need to do with this page. I, he caught the video. I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I realized with the Zine Quest, so what I did is I had an idea for a bestiary I've been working on. And mm. then, um, and I thought, I kind of forgot, even though I knew Zine Quest was coming, I kind of forgot about it. And then I woke up and then Phil Reed wrote a Zine, like, what's everybody doing? And then I, I read that like in the morning and also my head started going like, you know, if I just get people to write articles in the next three weeks, I I could just turn this into a zine instead of just doing a, being a bestiary. And I think it would be better off. And then, then I, here yeah. I am finding myself like <laughs> in a mad scramble, but I also realized too, it's like, I, I didn't really prepare for this as far as uh, doing anything in advance or um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Like that's, I think that's the best part about our medium is that, or it's one of the great things about it is that, there's all thresholds of ideas. Like when you make a book, a huge book, that's an, a developed idea and it, and, and it takes a set amount of time or a certain amount of time at least. But when you're doing a zine, like there's all parameters. There's the person who got the hair-brained idea, who got a wild hair. <laughs> yeah. And like, I can do this and they can do it, right? If you want to make a zine for Zine Quest, set aside a weekend to write and set aside a few evenings as a design a page and you can do a zine for zine quest right yes um that's the cool that's the coolness and the dangerousness about <laughs> yeah. our hobby right yeah yeah the, the the thing i have determined though is it's all got to be written by uh by uh august 1st i'm not going to speculate <laughs> so Oh, you're speaking my language. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing that we say when, when so you talked about requirements for our clients before. That's really our number one requirement for a client is that we don't sign a contract, um, except in extremely rare conditions, unless 80% or more of the project is written. Um, because it's so hard once you get done with the Kickstarter, several things happen, right? You lose all of that like anxiety and like 
you know, butterflies in the stomach that pushes you forward to make the thing because you, you, you need to prove it like, oh, it's already funded or it's already whatever it's done. Right. Um, but also it's exhausting to, to be at a computer for two weeks or four weeks and promoting your stuff and responding to backers and all that. And you get oh, done with it. And you're like, I don't want to think about this book Yes, <laughs> for at least four months. Like <laughs> as much as I love it, it's, it's, it's enough. So yeah, it's, that's a good principle. hundred percent is, is excellent. But I also started thinking, it's like, now I'm thinking, well, the next project I would really like to release in um, October, mm. it's not that far away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't have any problems thinking I can get to a certain point in October, but then I realized I haven't even really, I've never really thought about stretch goals or anything along those lines either for that, you know? And so it's mm. like, you know, if you're, if, if you're just doing like one Kickstarter a year, it's not a big thing. If you're trying to do multiple ones, you really got to, really should be, you know, thinking ahead. <laughs> Look for There's a, yeah, it, that, that's, that's, a, I was going to say a bane, but I think hopefully we're navigating around it being a bane for us. But like, as soon as you launch one project, it kind of obligates you it certainly obligates you for something for a period of time. Right. And it, it obligates your Kickstarter page, right? Like even if you said, Hey, this book's going to deliver in January, your backers will only put up with so many projects that you launch in the meantime. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, you kind of committed your profile, you've committed your Kickstarter persona to a thing for a period of time. And that's hard. Um, it's, it's, it can be a hard thing to navigate. I know like I, I, he's a good buddy of mine and, and no fault of his, so I'll name names here, but, um, Levi Combs, you know, he had a project that he was raring to go with for months on Kickstarter. Like he was itching, pull the trigger. Um, but he couldn't find a printer for his previous books. Right. Yeah. And that's, that comes back to that, right? Like there's, there's literally, it's literally something outside of his control, but, you know, kickstarting a thing obligates you to a fulfillment, right? And you want to do everything that you can to keep your backers happy and to meet their expectations, surpass their expectations. And sometimes that means that the timeline that you chose for this project means that this other project can't launch when you wanted it to. Um, and, you know, that is what it is. Yeah, I got a friend who who uh, successfully funded and um, and then after months and months and months and months, the artist never delivered. And, mm. and so then he had to go to a new artist, but he didn't necessarily budget for that. And so he really, it just threw him off like a long ways. <laughs> right. So, so art is something to me. It's like, unless you know, there's a, you know, unless you are very, very, very certain that a person can crank this stuff out, it's that is a huge risk there not to have art in hand before you, I mean, even more than writing. Because if the writer doesn't do it, you can write or get somebody you just to write. do it. But, yeah. But yeah. the artist point, that's like, it changes the whole look. I mean, it's just like, yep. Yeah, that's it. That, you know, they talk about like the last 10% of a project is the, is the hardest. I think with, 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 
RPG stuff, it's like the last 35%. (laughs) Because you have art, which you aren't really perfectly in control of. And then you have layout, which a lot of us aren't perfectly in control of. Very few artists or writers are also great layout people. And then you have printing, which you're definitely not in control of. And then you have the world of shipping and fulfillment, which as Troy could tell you over the last week, <laughs> like you're, you're like, no, like those things are, those things are a hail Mary every time they happen. Right. So yeah, it's you, you can feel really, really good about the state of your project. And then that last third hits and you're like, oh no, oh, <laughs> where right. did, where did all my, where did all my like work ahead time go? Where did all my leeway or, um, her comfort zone, uh, months go? They, they disappear really fast. Yeah. I, my, my goal is to have, it's probably not going to work this time, but to at least have a proof copy in hand either uh before the kickstarter it's not going to happen this time but i will have everything pretty much laid out and a physical Mm -hmm. copy printed on my printer it'll be to that point but um but uh not for i was gonna say (laughs) uh oh but anyway the yeah the the, it definitely takes a lot of once you take that out takes away a lot of that stress because you're right it's just all those variables i was going somewhere don't remember Oh, well, maybe I'll think about it later. So, so I guess the question is, so let's say I'm coming to you theoretically, mm-hmm. but this is actually for real. <laughs> I know this guy who, who wants to launch a Kickstarter in October. Yeah. I know this guy. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I want to I launch a Kickstarter. So like I said, I want, I want some consulting, I guess we're going to do consulting first. So is there, is there an upfront fee for consulting? How does that work? So uh, let's just talk about just a standard consulting. So what you'll do is you'll reach out to Troy or I, you can reach out to us on Facebook or through our email or whatever. And uh, depending on what you're after, you'll either talk probably to me or Troy. Um, and that first meeting is 100% free. We're not going to charge you to chat for a, an hour or two. Um, and we're going to see what, what's the scope of all this and what do you really need? And then we, we don't have like a... Um, we found that it wasn't conducive to have an up to have like a set cost or a set fee for everything because every project is unique. Every creator needs a specific set of things. And so what we like to do is we take that first meeting to, to evaluate what you got and what you need from us. And then we typically what we say is we're going to, we'll take on a consulting role here for one of two ways, uh, a royalty split, so if the Kickstarter is successful, we're going to take X percentage of it. Um, so there's no upfront cost to you, um, but, but you kind of, sh- we all share in the success. Um, and then with other people, uh, you know, if you're more confident in your project or you're a bigger company, then they, we would work out something like, you know, a fee at the beginning and more or less royalties uh, on the back end. So it's really not much different than, you know, like say with Kickstarter or with uh, backer kit, where you're just saying for these services, this is the fee for this. Yeah. And the fee so could just be the just, percentage rather than a flat yeah. fee. Yeah. So what we, well, I'll give you an example, you know, uh, I won't maybe get into all of it, but let's just say that for a certain project that we're helping with, 
consulting and doing some designing and marketing and things, we say, hey, we want 25% of the back end. Um, and then it's up to us uh, to help you get your project to what it needs to be successful. So when you say back and, end, what, what do you mean by back end? So back end uh, means the, what? The money that comes to you after Kickstarter takes their fees. Okay, so the back end is after Kickstarter takes their fees, but this is also... So then you, a person doing this would also need to figure in the printing fees and all, all that stuff. So okay. Exactly. And we could help with that. But, but basically what we encourage people to do is if you want to work with us, then build an R fee into your Kickstarter ask, right? Like we shouldn't be something that's taking out of your pocket. We should right. be, we should be earning our own keep, so to speak. So if, if you need a thousand bucks to fund, and we're asking for 25%, maybe you actually, maybe this time you asked 1300 or 1400, just to make sure, right? And we're gonna prove that we can, you know, if we're taking your project on, we're gonna help you get that extra funding to make us valuable um, to you. And that's typically how it goes. Like it's that upfront, the, the, we have a tiny little contract. I say tiny, I feel like it's tiny tiny little contract that we sign that says you're going to get the money, Jeff. It's going to hit your bank account from Kickstarter. Once that happens, you're going to kick us over our fee. And if your Kickstarter doesn't succeed, that's on us just as much as it's on you. So most of the time with the contracts, we don't make anything either. Right. We want to take the risk right alongside our, our clients. So. You know, I'm, I'm realizing something. Mm. I, I feel like, we kind of sound a lot like those injury lawyers on TV, <laughs> yeah. you know, those commercials, we don't, we don't make a fee unless you make a recovery, you know, that kind of, but yeah, it's, it's that same thing. It's, it's a, uh, and you kind of look like one of those lawyers. I, oh, well, thanks. That's, <laughs> I, I feel like I absolutely do not. Okay. Um, I kind of get some, 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 some injury lawyer, used carsman's used car, car salesman, salesman buyers yeah. yeah i can see uh, that okay in okay. another life yeah in another life maybe yeah maybe like a a, a southern lawyer with the you know the, the colonel sanders uh, bow tie thing going on maybe <laughs> but yeah uh, it's a risky proposition uh a kickstarter is a risky proposition on on a number of different levels you're putting a lot of effort into something you're putting your heart and soul into something um, you're putting your name on something. You're putting your name on something, and the the least of the bad things that can happen is it doesn't fund, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then there comes that I wasn't good enough, or and nobody wants to feel that way. So there's there's a there is risk involved with a Kickstarter, and like Zach said, we we want to be there with you, taking that risk to kind of you know hey. It, it, not everybody's going to succeed on the first time. We just had a, a project recently that the, the, we pulled the plug on what two days after it started. Yeah. We, we launched it. It didn't go the way we wanted to in those first couple of days. And so we pulled the plug. Yeah. You know, so not everybody's perfect. And the, the cool thing about that is, you know, if that happens, we're right there with you and it's like, okay, let's figure out why we pulled that plug let's work together so that that way we can relaunch bigger and better. Cause if you've been a, a Kickstarter backer, it, you know, maybe not quite as bad as what Zach and I are, but um, you're, you've probably seen uh, creators that, you know, well, here's a, here's a project that didn't get funded. Here's a project that got canceled. 
and it's the same title like three or four times yeah. in their history and then they launch that last time and it goes gangbusters because they finally figured it out so that's kind of you know it's not the end of the world it, it feels like it is it it feels like a kick in the teeth it's not it's just a learning experience one of my favorite stories from this is uh, one of my buddies was doing a Kickstarter last year, his first Kickstarter. And on launch day, he called me, or I called him and I'm like, hey, Betty, hey, man, how you doing? You doing all right? And he's like, I'm laying on the floor on my stomach. <laughs> it hurts so bad. He's like, I'm so nervous. There's so much pain. And I'm like, It'll, you'll get over it I'm like you're funded like it's good you should be celebrating he's like, oh this is the worst he's like this is the worst i've felt in a long time <laughs> it's just... yeah i mean I, it was better for me the second time but it still wasn't fun <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> but you did it again i know i'm, I'm kind of committed and... so yeah. i don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> you know it's like you just think I can just go work at Menards on the weekends and make more money. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> that's something I don't know, Troy. I, huh. I feel like we say that just like at least once a week. We're like, you know, we could all work at Walmart and make yeah. money, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, we could. So the question: So is that thieves? That is that like what does that cover for that twenty five percent? Is that the is that like beginning to end, or is that is fulfillment? Yeah, separate? so. So, uh, so, you know, that 25 is a number that we're using as an example. Of course, it could be a different number than that. But basically, um, let's just say that it's probably something, uh, it probably entails something like you have a project that's written and you have a few art pieces for it. And what you need our help with is building a Kickstarter page, designing it, building the budgeting the goals and the rewards and all that and making sure that it all makes sense uh figuring out stretch goals and how to not drown your project in in stretch goal obligations um you know uh, uh getting that pre-launch page ready working with our marketing department to to hype your project so that it's successful in those early days being with you throughout the entire life kickstarter process to help you with updates respond to comments update the graphics on the page this, that, and the other, put you in contact with, you know, podcasters and reviewers and things who are seeing your page and want to chat. Um, and then on the back end, um, you know, depending on what you need from us, maybe we're helping with hooking you up with a printer. Maybe we're helping you get your project on drive-through or setting up the print-on-demand options. Right. Maybe we're uh, maybe we're sending stuff to Troy. He's got our, our warehouse, and um, you're sending a bunch of stuff to him. And he's uh, handling getting all the packaging and all the stamps and everything and kicking it out. So that 25% fee or that fee could cover a lot of things. I will say that on the fulfillment side, one thing that we encourage and we point people to is collecting that shipping money later, right? Yes. It's a a scary proposition to collect your, your shipping fees during the Kickstarter because we don't know what shipping costs are going to look like in three months or six months. And um, the reality is that a stamp might cost $2.60 today and $3 tomorrow. Actually, that did just happen. <laughs> um, and, you know, 40 cents times however many people can end up being quite a bit yeah. um, as one example. So we typically that 25% isn't, oh, we pay for shipping out of that. It is. Right. We will help you collect the shipping costs, but we will fulfill the shipping costs 
alongside you. Yeah. So is a twenty five percent of Kickstarter? If you is it is it just the is it the um, the twenty five percent of the total amount as far as the shipping and the product, or is it just the the product sales portion? Typically, it's just the product sales. Okay. Like so, shipping is its own cost, right? We don't want it. Yes. We don't. Okay. It makes no sense for you to charge four dollars for shipping and then us to say, "Well, we get two fifty or twenty five percent of that." That all needs to go to shipping, right? So, um, yeah, that all needs to go to shipping. Yep. So what you're saying is for for uh, so for then what happens is at the end of it all, there's also the the possibility too of storing material, right? Fulfillment from mm-hmm. later. And that, that would be separate. I mean, as far as Kickstarter funds, everything's shipped out. Then there's the leftover books and what happens right. after that. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have a lot of things that well, can, can happen oh. there. Yeah. Go ahead, Troy. I was going to say, yeah, we, uh, we, we could put it on our web store. We could sell it that way. Uh, we go to several conventions throughout the year. Um, we can take your product, put it at our booth, um, sell it for you there. So uh, we've got backer kit. We have tons kit. of projects that we're we're setting up backer kits for throughout the year, and we'll put your project on there. We've got, you know, uh, as an example, we we're getting ready to do another Morkberg thing, or we're looking at it, right? And if we have your Morkberg books at our warehouse, it's a super th- easy thing to say, hey, if you want Jeff's Morkberg book. You can buy it as an add-on during our Kickstarter. Oh, that's a sweet, sweet deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and so there's a lot of ways that we can help get your product out there. We're building a relationship with a bunch of retailers throughout the country. So hopefully later this year, we're going to be able to put everybody's books in quite a few retail stores is the goal. Um, we're working with some distributors other than ourselves to where we can kind of help you you know, not only are you sending us some extra books, but we're helping you connect with people like Exalted Funeral and places like that to say, yeah, you're going to send us extra books, but we all, you also need to send Exalted Funeral 100 books because they want those. And this mm-hmm. place wants some and that place wants some. And um, hopefully we can help coordinate all that. So instead of you having to go out and do all this work to find those people that want to put your books on their virtual or brick and mortar shelves, we've already... We can already just source that for you. Oh, that makes sense. But that's also a service that could, you know, obviously could be offered outside of the Kickstarter. So somebody says, you know oh, what, yeah. I've got a, I got a, <laughs> I got a, I don't want to say basement because that's a, that sounds like you got a bunch of moldy books, but uh, you may <laughs> say I have a closet, I have a, a room full of books I need to get rid of. Or at least... Are you looking in my house, Jeff? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing like the smell of, uh, of damp books, but uh <laughs> Yeah, there's an old schoolhouse where we used to live, um, ran by these really old ladies. It was an old, mm. old church, and all these books were, you know, it just full of these used books, just crammed full. And uh, uh-huh. it just all had that same kind of, you know, old smell, no matter what it was. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Musk. And there's a there's a one-armed woman. Yeah. She, she would she would price books based on I think digestion. <laughs> it's like I could never figure out the I could never figure out the pricing scheme. <laughs> yes, digestion and the lunar calendar. That's, that's how we uh, that's how we know what's going on. Yeah. Doesn't everybody do it that way? I yeah. think so. I know that's how I do it. Um what I, I'll say there, Jeff. Uh one thing that I I would I would note is that um, 
we do get inquiries and we like getting inquiries uh, with regularity about, hey, I've got extra books. I, I would love for you guys to take them with you to cons or whatnot. And and we're very interested in talking to folks about that. If that's you, if you're listening, come, come yell at us. But I will say, though, that um, part of what happens during consultation and working together on a Kickstarter is that we don't develop a good relationship, right? And you get to know us and we get to know you. And that allows us to that that allows us to have a certain level of trust that then makes things really easy when we move to the long-term distribution phase. Um, it's really great, great the clients we have now, you know, where you say, hey, we're going to this con and you know, we're gonna tr- we're gonna do a bundle deal, or we're gonna do an X, or we're gonna uh, do a discount on all zines, buy two get one free on zines, or whatever, right? And like, because our clients are so great, and because we've built up that trust over a Kickstarter process, that makes life easy, and it lets us find unique ways of selling their product. It has been in the past a lot harder when they're just coming to you and saying, "Here's fifty bucks, sell them to." Uh, to to feel like you have the freedom to sometimes make some of the calls that would that would benefit that project in the long run. So I think it's more typical that we stock and distribute books that we helped kickstart than that we would pick up a book um, otherwise. Yeah, it, it puts a puts our skin in the game too. You know, we we had you know we might not have created it. We not, might not have gotten any art for it or anything like that, but we helped get it across the finish line. So we want to see it be successful too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. And that makes sense. And it's, I think you're, you're uh, maybe synergy is an overworked word, but uh, it seems like you over time, you're trying to build everything up to, to become more of a synergistic in, in your approach to, to all of this where it's, it's not just, I'm where I'm just warehousing books and, and uh drop shipping yeah Mm. exactly yeah yeah we want like that's the juice right like the reason we're all in this hobby is because we love creating things and we love working with creative people troy doesn't run a warehouse because he loves warehousing (laughs) (laughs) and stamping things right um so yeah we're looking for ways of making sure that that stays the priority right that that uh, having fun and, and getting to work with fun stuff and getting to talk to creative people is something that we we never lose and we get to do on a daily basis. Um, that's the goal. Yeah, it sounds good. I need to I need to throw now. I need to go throw a, <laughs> some forms in my spreadsheet and start doing some yes. calculations. Oh, oh yes. spreadsheets. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love to. I mean, listen, we can take this offline, but I'd love to work with you, Jeff. That sounds really fun. So. Yeah, I've got, who knows how this is going to go. I, I have all these, you know, we all, we all have these, well, you guys do a better job than I am, but have these ideas and, and trying to get them actually to fruition is, is uh, not always easy, but uh, ideally I would like to, if I could be putting out about, you know, five or six publications a year, not yeah. sure it's ever going to oh, happen. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of like the thing. That's the end goal for us, really part of, you know, part of it is, uh, the the over the, the big umbrella philosophy for Wagdi is creators create, and if we can take something off your plate, so it leaves more room for you to create something new. That's awesome. 
because not only do we get to help with that, but then we get to see it afterwards, just like everybody else. We become fans of the people that we work with. Right. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll use Joel, Joel Hines. You know, I have, I have a warehouse full of his stuff and I'll back his next Kickstarter. You know, still. Because, why? Because I'm a fan of you're, Joel's stuff. You're stuffing books and you're you're flipping it open. Yeah. Like, well, that page is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back what's the rules yeah. about dealing drugs? You don't do them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't, uh, you don't, I, uh, you don't listen, you take out your stash. Keep away with me. Keep away from me with your with your <laughs> reason. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it has no place here. Yeah. Your logic holds no power. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm happily addicted. Thank you very much. And I That's thank right. you to say it on my affair. The, yeah. the, the cool thing is, you know, when we chase the dragon, sometimes in those books, there is a dragon. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing it all around. Bring it all right. around. <laughs> or maybe it's this way. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, we'll have to schedule some, some time and, and discuss. Cause I got, I have two projects, one, you know, eminent and the other one's not far from eminent. <laughs> Mm. and uh and, and uh awesome. see what your thoughts are on those awesome cool. yeah I, I guess i would say for anybody that's listening to the show like right now you know we don't have ads out there we're not running stuff saying hey come come be our client um you know troy posted once this year and once, once. last year yeah. and and it, it gave us what we were after um and really there's a reason for that. And that is that we are, we are still learning. We're still working out the kinks. We're still finding where we can best help people, but also because like, we want to have the time to pick the projects that we like. We want to work with people and not feel like you're just one more piece of the, of the Wogby pie. Um, and by not just, you know, pushing, 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 we kind of have this, I hope I hope it feels like a laid back approach. And I hope that if Jeff, if you or somebody else reaches out to us after this and wants to talk, that you find that we are more than available. We want to we want to chat with you and we want you to feel like we are. We want you to feel the excitement that we have for your project. And we want hopefully for you to feel like um, we're going to do everything in our power to bring it over the finish line. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm hoping too doing a series of things that things will build, and that's mm-hmm. kind of key rather than me just throwing one thing out. It's just different every time. It's just there's hard to you, you may get some people kind of following, but it's kind of be nice. You know, my goal is to try to build up some stuff that's actually, you know, will build on itself, and people would be want to go back and get previous works as well. Yes. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. It's 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 a it's a, it's a grand scheme. I don't know if it's going to work out. We'll see. So anyway, um, so next topic. Yeah. Zine meetup at Gen Con and Game Hall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So don't, if you're listening to this tomorrow, don't, don't go looking, don't go chasing rainbows. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not out there yet, but we're working with Gen Con and Game Hall Con to set up uh, a a zine meetup, a zine swap, a zine social, even um, on both of those grounds. And, uh, you know, we at Wogby want to 
uh, sponsor it by uh, putting it all together, but also we'll have some, some, maybe some, uh, maybe dinner and maybe some drinks and things like that. Maybe we'll put it, wrap it all in the seminar beforehand or something just to kind of give it a, an official, an official sounding title and an official reason for you to be there. But really what we're after is we want to hang out and get to know other creators and fans in the community. And I got to believe that there's more than just Jeff and I showing up to game <laughs> <Bolt on. laughs> that want to talk zines. So you know, you know what this is? I kind of feel like I feel like Will Ferrell. This is the, the Catalina Zine Mixer. <laughs> all right. All right. I, yeah. I, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I buy there it. it is. There it is. Was that the name for it? The Catalina That's Zine the name. Mixer. Yeah. The, Catali- the Catalina Zine Mixer. Yeah. I, listen, so let it be written, so let it be done. Uh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. That's what, so we're, we're putting together, look for it in their systems, hopefully in the next week or so. Um, and we'll be posting about it in the uh, Facebook group and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's nothing, you know, it's not, you're not going to come and listen to a sales pitch or anything like that. You're just going to come and hang out with people who are super excited about projects. And I think maybe, maybe we'll have some giveaway stuff there. I think that'd be fun too. We've got a lot of uh, zines and uh, I think we could hook some people up if they show up. So. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking about it too. It's like um, if you even had uh, figure out a way of at least for at least for game hall, uh, maybe not necessarily flyer flyers, but some sort some sort of handouts. So I could definitely could hand out to people as they go too. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Troy and I, you know, sometimes like I said, we get wild hairs, and um, this is definitely a wild hair. But the reality is that. What I told him was when I go to these cons, the number one thing that I want to do is get to have conversations with people about things that I'm really excited about. Um, And one of my absolute favorite things in that genre, one of the subgenres is you made something and I don't know about it. I want to hear about it. Right. Um, And so I can't, I would love to have a whole weekend that was just getting to talk to you know, zine creators and, and zine enthusiasts, but I'll take a couple hours on a Friday night. Yeah. And I think, uh, cause I kind of tried these for the zine quest. It just, it, it just, um, I think it was last minute. And I don't know that, I don't know that it was, there's probably better ways of like, you're going to have people come into your booth. So, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and I'll be visiting people say, Hey, I think that makes it a little bit more conducive to, to doing something yeah. rather than just something kind of Throw on Facebook and a little placard th- or a signage thrown up on a table in the dark. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, I'll say that like I, yeah, I remember uh, last year going to Game Home Con and seeing your signage thrown up in the dark, yeah. and that signage thrown up in the dark ended up being my favorite moment of the con. So, oh really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I had so much fun and I left there being like that. That was amazing. So. Um, I just want to do that again. Even if it's just, even if it's just Jeff and I sitting in the dark, I'm going to be happy. I, I um, will say that I was so supercharged driving home on Sunday morning. The only way I could concentrate on driving is I had to turn on Glenn Miller. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. head was spooling. It's like Glenn Miller got me through it. That was. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you yeah. ever, ever find yourself in need of uh, getting your thoughts together, any sort of Glenn Miller uh, bands, whether it's these quartets or, or whatever, it's just. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll create a, we'll, you know, you should now have like a Glenn Miller Spotify playlist presented by RPG Ramblings. Oh, there you go. There you go. For when those ramblings need to shut down for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it's also sometimes if you have Apple Music, you get all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, a female yeah. mariachi bands. Those are kind of fun too. Ooh. Yeah. Because you can't understand the lyrics. So it's just kind of the, you know, the music and the words is, or the, the sounds is, is also kind of fun yeah. too. Hook me up with a link. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that would just, Make me hungry for Mexican food. <laughs> Listen, stop and hook me up with a link. I'm just stopped all of a it's like, man, it took you like eight hours to get home. Wait, where, where, where were you? Oh, well, let me tell you. Uh-huh. Do not go in that car. <laughs> <laughs> I may have made a slight error, honey. It'll be okay. I'm, I'm... Mistakes were made. <laughs> I'm sure a good steam cleaning will take care of it. <laughs> I swear there are no dead bodies the anyway. <laughs> I kind of wish there was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. And, um, you know, what was kind of hard too is, uh, is, um, you know, uh, the people from, um, um, the, um, I'm losing it. The union, the uh, independent publishers union. Yep. So they're, they're, they're all times tied their tables all the way through the night. So it, it, I don't know if there's a way of getting in them pride free, like Trevor Stamper or, or uh, Levi Combs mm-hmm. or, or so forth. It'd be fun too. So, so anyway, you're going to yeah. have details. Um, and then I think once we get that nailed down a little bit more, at least for, uh, I'll definitely be there for game hall. Con. I'll also announce yeah. when it's going to be. Well, if we can get us, if we can tie it to a seminar, we're going to have to have Jeff and we're going to have to have you host that panel and, and be our, be our guru. So. <laughs> the guru of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. As long as I'm not editing any of the sound afterwards or any of the, the audio. <laughs> <laughs> we don't record these for a reason that's uh, right 20 people hearing this is enough yeah, exactly <laughs> oh man well it's exciting so um and uh i also say I've, I've really enjoyed your guys's podcast um thank you geeks can no geeks can't geeks can't, can't. Yeah. yeah that's right we can but, but you we can't, can't. <laughs> Yeah, so that's been it's been quite fun. So, uh, and how long have you been doing the podcast? Uh well, we started at the beginning of COVID with this podcast, and I had one before that. So, I think I'm pushing like four years of podcasting, and I think we're pushing like a stupid amount of episodes now. Um, okay, yeah, I have a backlog that I have to get released too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we record two episodes every week, pretty much. Uh, we record on Sundays and Tuesdays over on Twitch. And um, so there's, you know, Troy has a, a backlog of things he has to burn through. We do a ton of, as you know, Jeff, we do a ton of creator interviews. Uh, if you're a creator and you're listening to this podcast, uh, reach out to Jeff, but then reach out to us um, because we'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Um, and, and Zine Quest coming up this year, it's in August. August. 
It uh, is. Usually, usually in February. But uh, the past two years, we've done a barrage of creator interviews for Zine Quest. Yep. Um, yeah, I was on for one that I never like released. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good that's right. coming out in October, so I'm planning. This is back on track. Ooh, nice. <laughs> well, that's that you get all sorts of great nuggets and little Easter eggs if you listen to the show. I you're you're not the only project. There's been plenty that's like, where did that one go? Oh, uh, it got yeah. renamed or it got delayed or it got yeah. whatever. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but it's like like we try with those interviews. It's less about the content, though content is a big part of it in the sales pitch or the whatever, but it's really just about like, I want to get to know the people who write the stuff that I'm going to buy. Um, and so we, that's what we try to do is we, well, we but you guys did a minutes. marathon. This wasn't just a mm-hmm. interview. I mean, you guys, it was like three or four days in a row and it was just like, everybody got time slots and, and uh, it yeah. was quite a, we did like what 25 or something like that. I think 25 so. different interviews yeah. last year during those few days and yeah it was so much fun our first um, year was 13 in one day yeah 13 in one day yeah it's back to back to back yeah um i think gen con unfortunately falls right at the beginning of zine quest this year so we won't get to do it the way we want to do it there but um yeah we do a bunch of that and then the other episodes that we do for the most part are just troy and i and our yahoo buddy john uh talking about uh topics that came up at our gaming tables um and you just get to hear us shoot the shit and talk about RPG news and projects that we backed and, and movies that we watched, movies that we watched. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the ones that you love. So, and in fact, I, that was probably one of my favorite episodes was the, uh, I think you did a handful of the movies that you went through, including was it the Friday that I want to give it is the Halloween. Uh, oh yeah. Halloween. Halloween kills. Halloween yeah. kills. Uh, <laughs> no time to die. Dune. And, dune that's yeah. right i think yeah. dune i i purposely didn't list i didn't see it yet so I, I i tried not to do that so but i don't recall you see a back because i don't recall having episodes re- for a while am i not in yeah that- no you, you that is true uh that is that is all part of the uh fulfillment uh tailspin oh, that i've been in for the casualty. past several weeks casualty <laughs> it has been a casualty um that's why I say that there is a backlog that uh, hopefully after tomorrow morning, I will now be able to sit down <laughs> and begin to Frankenstein those uh, episodes back together again and get them released. And yeah, there's going to be quite a deluge once once it starts. So, And Jeff, uh, I would encourage you, uh, if you enjoyed that episode, we're launching uh, as of yesterday. No, as of today, last night, last night. Yes, we launched the next. It's called uh, what do we call it? Like the uh, the something movie marathon. I don't know, whatever it is, Catalina Country Catalina Club Marathon movie, yeah. movie mixer. Uh, no, it. We're basically doing a thing with our with our Discord server and with our podcast where uh, we're gonna take a, a subgenre of movies and we're gonna watch a bunch of them as a as a community, and then we're gonna record a podcast about a handful of them. And this year or this month, the um, the topic the genre is weird sci-fi so we've got a list of uh, nine weird sci-fi movies um three to talk about on the show and then six to talk about in discord that we're going to work through and have fun so, with. so what are they have you have you, have you uh, published i do those have yet? i oh, do okay. have those yeah 
I got the list right here. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the three, the three to be discussed on the podcast, 2010, the year we make contact from 1984 moon from 2000. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. Love, yeah. love, yes. love. Yeah. Ah, I mean, after my some, somehow it, it has escaped me. I, I remember seeing like the trailers for it and I never watched it. And I, I hate the like, very ending. If you could just clip the very ending, it'd be fine. But uh, mm-hmm. it just, mm-hmm. uh, but no, Sam Rockwell. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's amazing. National and then the, the, the National Treasure. The the third one uh, for the uh, discussion is uh, the Zero Theorem. That okay. is a Christoph. That's a Christoph, Christoph Waltz, Waltz movie by. Um, uh, it's by um, Terry Gillum. Yep. Okay. So you know what you're getting with the Terry Gillum film. But oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the ones that we'll just discuss on the see, I kind of have a feeling that we'll probably end up we'll probably talk about some of these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the the runners up are okay. Annihilation, Colorado. Uh, yeah, Space. that was amazing. One. That was yeah. that was a weird one. That was well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. Um, it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody actually said it's like a metaphor for cancer. Yeah, I've heard. Oh. I've read some of that. It's an interesting way to look at that movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that puts that puts a different spin on things. Um, Dark City, which is Col- awesome. Colorado yeah, Space. Co- you said Colorado, that one, right? Colorado Space, um, which is a. I've um, not seen that one. The the, the one the new one with Nicholas Cage. Yes. that's the Nicholas Cage one. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Weird. So, so yeah. wait, wait, so so where would I guess DVD? Because that's not that's not out on anything, is it streaming? Well, so um, hang hang tight here. Because like I'll now I don't know where to get movies if it's not on. That's right. <laughs> That's right. right? Uh, yeah. How does this work? So Color of Space, you can watch on, uh, you can rent it off of Amazon Prime Okay, for two bucks. So, Oh, what a deal. Yeah. Okay. Who, who doesn't want a video uh, to watch a movie starring Nicolas Cage that has a 6.1 on the IMDb? Like, <laughs> a value at any price, but certainly at $2. So, yeah. Okay, so what's yeah. next? The next is, uh, the, now the, next, the last three are you know the the uh the, the, the teeth kind yeah the, the horror bit uh the classic event horizon i've not seen that i know i need to see it i keep wanting to yeah. watch it i know that oh, like man. for uh for coriolis that would be a great movie to watch to get primed for that game yeah yeah very disturbing and then uh pandorum i haven't seen that one and uh, oh i have not either so uh, Pandorum stars Dennis Quaid and Ben Foster, and it is not a good movie, I don't think. But <laughs> but it is it is a really fun movie. But it somehow and made the list. It, well, well, because that's the thing, right? It's like this is not a list of good movies, and if you think it should be, you're wrong. This is a list is a list of movies <laughs> that we, we want to talk about and that we think will garner conversation and so there's some bad movies in there there's some great movies in there and there's some movies in there that none of us have seen and we're going to find out together so, that's right that's so, right so, so which ones have has nobody seen uh colorado space colorado space um i don't think anybody's seen i don't think any of our crew you can tell me Troy, but i don't think any of our crew has seen 2010 i have you've seen it okay good, oh, yeah. good. yeah i haven't but, seen that. um and then uh you Try to think. A couple of you hadn't seen Pandorum. I think you and John hadn't seen right. Pandorum. Right. Um, so yeah, we kind of did a wide range of those. Um, and I haven't seen the 
the prequel, the thing, which is the last movie on our list. Oh, so yeah. good. It was just on uh, like FX or something the other day. And yeah. I watched it. So yeah. there, uh, so if you um, go to YouTube, there are some claymations scenes. So there's Pengu, the thing. And then there's Ooh. one where they do a claymation with the people from Frozen. And they reenact Whoa. the scene, but they put their voices. So they have them tied to the chair. You remember the tied to the chairs? Yes. They're the characters from Frozen, but they use the voices from the movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I know oh. they'll do it after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The, it's called oh the penguin one's gosh. called Thingu. It's a penguin's. Thingu. Cla- yeah, so it's, it's like the whole movie done in claymation in like three minutes with yeah. penguins. Yeah, my YouTube uh, browsing history just got a whole lot weirder. Pengu. I'm just going to put that down. It'd be Pengu is what you search for. T-H-I-N-G-U. Okay. Um, there it is. All right. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, so the, the whole list is on our Discord, and uh, it'll probably be after Gen Con when we get around to talking about them. So you probably have a month or more to, to watch them, but definitely watch the first three, 2010, Moon, and Zero Theorem, and then that way you kind of are prepped for the podcast. And then the others are just fun extras uh, if you have time. So I already started Pandorum today because I love that movie, even though it's trash. Um, I couldn't stop myself, so... <laughs> I, and I made. I need to watch Moon again too. Is it yeah. just? Uh, and the thing is, though, it's it it Troy, it's just like you. It's it, it can be. I'm sure it bears rewatching, but boy, it is really such a a trip watching it the first time. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 good. I'm excited I, for I you. Check it out. <laughs> yes. Don't watch any trailers either. Just just uh, go into. Oh the no, cold. no! Just just jump right in. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's cool. So anything else you guys want to talk about? Oh my gosh. I could talk about stuff all evening, but I feel like we, we covered a gambit today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would say, Hey, if, if, if you want to see some of our words in action, you can head over to our Facebook page, uh, the world of game design Facebook page, um, or just uh, to our discord and see, talk to some of the clients, see some of the projects that we're hyping over there because we've got a lot of clients that are gearing up for Zine quest and, um, we're helping them make their stuff look amazing. So um, love for you to check their stuff out and tell us what you think. Yeah. Or just hang out and chat and talk yeah. about goofy, goofy stuff. Yeah. I will, I will say your uh, discord. I just don't have, uh, I hate to say I don't have time because everybody's got time, but that it, it, it's it just, yeah. but you have one of the most active and probably positive uh, communities going on that discord. So, oh, that makes me feel good. Yeah, I just we wish like I, I just wish I had you know time to put towards there. I wish I yeah, I wish I had more time. So but well, and you know that that's an interesting uh, I guess we can talk about that for a minute. Um <laughs> uh that I think that was intentional on our part. And so it's definitely not gonna be something that everybody can have time for. But I think Troy and I and John sat down and we said we want to create a space that allows us to talk about the things that we like to talk about, but also it's just a really upbeat, positive, like take a break from, from whatever your day is at the moment and come talk about movies, come talk about games, come talk about TV shows and, and just chill out for a bit. And um, I think it's actually became that it's something that I, yeah. 
really enjoy managing. I don't really have to manage it at all. The truth be told, it kind of manages itself because it's all great people. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a great great thing to come out of this whole pandemic. So yes, yes, indeed. Uh, also, just send me all your your links. Normally, I look it up, but you guys have so much going on, and I'm sure to miss something. So I'll we're, we're, we'll probably we'll probably miss it too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and uh, anyway, well, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, and uh, we'll have to talk again. And definitely we'll be seeing you. Uh, I guess, uh, did you say you're going to Game Hole, Troy? We are. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't tell for certain you were. Okay. Yeah. But you've not been there before. Yeah. Have you been? I've not been. Yeah, this will be my first time. Uh, I was not able to go last year. Um but really, really wanted to. Don't tell but yeah. anyone, but I think it's my favorite con. So um, it's it's a really good one. Yeah, I'm it's ready. definitely. Uh, yeah, I will. I that is the high point. In fact, I think uh, even though we had to wear masks, um, I'm not necessarily. I'm not anti-mask, but I just just going there. And They're just not masks. fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was definitely a high point of a COVID coming out of the COVID and very much needed. I think. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, thanks, gentlemen. Uh, links below. And also for those watching video, uh, there's an audio podcast, too. So most of the people actually listen to the audio, but it's weird. The cool people watch the video. Well, That's, I don't know if you oh, guys. Way it works? Here's why. Maybe you guys have the same situation. So I just start posting these on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I really don't do much. anything special. But the, the, the pot audio podcast is pretty consistent. I may go up and down a little bit on the number of listens, but not widely. But the YouTube, my goodness, it can go crazy high to just barely move the needle. Do you find the same thing yep. with your? Yep. Uh, it, we, we, have a, we have a weirder thing because we don't put all of our recordings on YouTube, um, but we do put a lot of them. And then we make some content specifically for YouTube. And some things I'm like, man, that is hot stuff. That's going to go great. And it's like, oh, that nope. got like five views. Cool. And then someone's like, oh, throw this up. Oh, thousand views. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a nice feeling. Um, but I will say that uh, <clears throat> we've been doing it podcast of some sort now for about four years and we do it been doing a youtube channel for about six months and the youtube channel has twice the listening audience twice the viewing audience as the podcast so um, but what's hard to know is how much i know they have metrics and i haven't made gonna read but a lot of people i have a feeling that most people watching the video don't watch very far as opposed to i imagine people listen to the audio probably listen the whole thing that is a good point. Yeah. Your true fans are on your podcast. That's yeah. <laughs> where true fans are made. Uh, no, that, that's a good point. I would say that um, on our side of things, the people who are like our hardcore, I mean, what's the right word, Troy? Constituents. Constituents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Constituents. Uh, Here's my well, constituency. <laughs> that's right. They, they pop into our, uh, our Twitch live stream. And then they go watch the, then they go listen to the podcast maybe. Um, but they definitely, a lot of them go chat with us live. And then the next most hardcore group are on the podcast. And then the casual folks, and I hate, I, they're all awesome, but the most casual folks are the people who wait and watch on YouTube. Yeah. And I, I don't know what, what drives, I mean, and I've also, I found interesting is like, 
I had Jeff Richardson uh, uh, from um, yeah. from Castle. So hit that YouTube like went up to got like six hundred views. It was, it was huge for me. <laughs> so mm, awesome. Barely moved the needle on the audio. It's like huh. that's interesting. Like that entire audience is almost exclusively Facebook. I don't know Facebook, mm. but, I, but but YouTube. YouTube. So the, yeah. the people on the Facebook group are almost exclusively using YouTube. Like, mm. what is the demographic mm. there that would? I, I just find that this. is an interesting <laughs> conversation, uh, Jeff. That probably takes a whole other episode. But like, what are the crossovers between different demographics, and how can we as creators use one group and appeal to that group to go support another group or something I don't yeah, well, know. or or you know what makes what makes a topic or a guest or a subject more of a youtube more topic more, as yeah more youtube than podcasty and what's mm. also interesting too is based on listens and watches in different people and different products it's kind of led to me some some conclusions um that it's like I don't know that I have the energy and the direction to go all these places, but it's like, you know, you know, you can tell there's certain markets that are definitely hungry for content more so than others. Yeah. That's one thing that I'll say uh, that we've definitely noticed is um, if you have a, if you do a recording or have a guest or have a topic that is related to a specific subgroup of our community, that subgroup and appealing to them is more likely to boost your traffic than anything else. And I'll give you the best example that we have is we did a video for more cork, a how to play video. Um, and I posted it twice. That was it. Just posted it into the Facebook group twice and people took it and ran with it. And um, I didn't have to do anything. And that video got 17,000 views, right? Like <laughs> it was stupid. Like it's not anything I did. Right. It's right. not like, Oh, well I made a great video. It's just like, no, I made a video for a subculture that didn't get catered to on YouTube much. Right. And they appreciated it and they did the legwork. Um, and then with another one. Yeah. Go ahead. Cause you also made a, a how-to video for a book that for some people appears to be unreadable. Yeah. yeah. So I did a how-to video for work for Yeah. And, and people actually need that how-to video. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that's, that's, that's the key. I think that for that one, that was huge. Yeah. You have the, you have the, the hardcore workboard community that will support anything yeah. workboard, which is awesome. But then you've got those people that are like, what's workboard? I've never heard of workboard. Then they open oh, the, here's book the book and they're like, yeah, I still don't know what it is. And they still say, what's workboard? <laughs> yeah. Then uh, the yeah. other thing that I would say there that, that was a big eye-opener for us is um, when we released our Dune series, our, our How to Play Dune by Modiphius, because what we realized, lo and behold, Modiphius prowls, their, prowls YouTube, and they check for things that are tied to their products, and they share them when they find them. So, you know, not every company does that, but they're great in that way. And so, you know, we cranked out, we ended up cranking out four different dune videos because anything that we did modifius would promote without us asking right just just like we're gonna hook you guys up and so yeah i think it's a really weird like you don't always know who's watching i got a really nice message from a uh a cre from the creator of dead halt troy this week oh yeah uh he said I, I won't say what he said you can go look on youtube if you want to know what he said uh but uh <laughs> really nice uh comment 
um, with regard to it, I'm like, well, that that made my that made my whole week that that he found it and loved what we had to say about it. And uh, uh, I'll make another video for him now. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. what I will say is and not to, to put this on you, Troy, but uh, I would really I don't really listen to I don't watch YouTube, but those videos I would love to hear the audio too, like the, the Dune. And oh, the yeah. Board. Yeah, I'll send it all over to you tonight. Oh, just get it done. <laughs> oh you mean the how tos? Yeah, oh. yeah. No, the, so, so listen. Okay. Here's the beauty of those, Troy. Uh, so listen, Jeff. You might have just you might have just done a thing because I've already edited Thanks, all Jeff. the audios for those. Oh, all oh. the audios already been edited. Yeah. It's already an MP3. All you would have to do is put a, a bumper on both ends, and it's done. So, oh, sweet. And I have a whole back. I have a, I have like files of potential cold open stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting. Just wait. Yeah. It's and the thing is, like with the Mark Borg, I have, I have a little interest in buying it. Not really, but I really don't really have interest in probably playing it. But I sure am interested in listening to people talk about it. And I don't really mm. hear that very much. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll. Add to this. Add to the okay. bucket. Sure. <laughs> well, that could those could be rainy day files, right? You know, things are going, oh, going yeah. great. You're like running behind. It's like, yeah, I'll drop another one of these in. Absolutely. And really, we're working on right now a big project for us is we're working on doing the opposite too, which is we have a lot of stuff that was a podcast before we were doing live streams, and so we're taking that audio and putting like slideshows of, of graphics and things that pertain to what we're talking to, and we're getting ready to launch that a couple series like that on YouTube uh, for the folks who maybe haven't been with us for the full two years to, to experience some of that. So, well, I've also noticed is there's been people, the reason I started putting stuff on YouTube, how somebody asked, I don't know. I, I, I come to find out that I can process it pretty quickly. Like my, my method is much simpler than yours, but you know, I can do the zoom. I can, I can open up iMovie, drop it in while it's cranking that I can open up, uh, garage band and start doing that. Then when I export one file to an MP3, it takes a long time. Then I can go back working on something. I mean, so I can go back <laughs> and forth between those and have both of them done within an hour. So it's, it doesn't really add much more time uh, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are certain, there's probably like <laughs> probably three or four people that are probably dedicated to listening to uh, watching it on YouTube, maybe a little more, maybe five. <laughs> But, but it's like it's a, it's worth it even you know it's like not a big deal to you know yeah do that. um so um that's why i brought that up and maybe i'm maybe at the end of my spool <laughs> <laughs> well you should post you should post some of your uh, youtube clips to uh uh to the facebook group because i don't i didn't know you had a youtube channel so so uh, what I, do, I don't always post i do not always post in the zine um uh, uh, in a zine group just because um, uh, it, not everything's always zine related. Yeah. But then I always, what I've been doing now is I, and it, I, every time I post the podcast, I'll put in the comments the video. Mm. So oh, I'm not like mm. sucking up bandwidth of people spamming. Mm. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, as far as that goes, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty much the same file. I'm trying to think. It just it doesn't have the intro, the opening. Mm -hmm. Dude, mm -hmm. That's just too much work. <laughs> Fair enough. 
as you can see from my background. <laughs> no. So anyway, well, thanks again, gentlemen. We, we will. <laughs> we better better cut this off before we go for another twenty minutes. So uh, anyway, thanks again for joining me. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Jeff. Uh, sure. Until next time.